Welcome to Merit Stabling Path. Yo, Neto, what's up? How's it going, man? Hey, Merrick, what's up? How are you? What's the time there? Now it's exactly 12 noon. How about your side? Noon, yeah? Nice. It's yeah. like 9 p.m. I just... Ah, perfect. Yeah, I was telling you a little earlier. I just finished working out and then... Uh, like, just before you're starting, we tried connecting, yeah? And then I just, like, went off uh, off from the my computer. I was, like, super yeah, hungry. Correct. I, like, quickly made a... smoothie and like yeah chucked it down and now i'm ready to go perfect how's, perfect yeah how's your studies been going like you've taken this new path now how's this going it's it's a it's a it's it's interesting because uh, it's something i've not done before i mean it's a masters it's not a masters i'm at the pre masters phase right now right. which is i'm doing a transfer here because i graduated in hospitality so i've taken uh, i've taken an additional year over here Okay. And then let's see because I decided if not now then when. So exactly, take the leap. Exactly. Yeah. I mean I mean the people say all sorts of shit, right? Like oh you're you're 30 years old and you don't have a degree or you're 40 years old and you're still not married but like people are going to say shit anyways, right? So like you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean the good part is if you think you're ready then you probably are. so you should go ahead because nothing happens instantly true yeah. and it always takes time so yeah, <laughs> if you're yeah, not yeah. ready in the beginning you might be ready halfway through which is a lot better true, than not yeah. doing it at all yeah so that's, that's what i look forward to i mean the learning experiences are different systems different styles different personalities you deal with true, the yeah. education structure itself it really makes you critically think from your point of view as opposed to i'm sure you remember the conventional way that we came from right. you always answer from the author's point of view yeah whenever you learn from a textbook but here the textbook is the guidebook to your perspective yep yep yeah so oh, yeah. that's what it is i mean but yeah what's the transfer here so how many years you totally have the so i'm going to be here now so right now i'm doing the transfer here which okay. is basically i'm converting i'm studying doing an additional year like if you remember in india we generally have three years for the bachelors yep so over here there's a fourth year that you do for your bachelors as well like in the north america you know okay. us canada okay. parts of europe they do four year bachelors okay so i'm basically what i'm doing is i'm doing the additional year here okay and then which is going to be for the next 9 months Mm-hmm. Once the academic year gets done, I'm going to apply for my masters. Okay, and uh, so a couple of years here at least. So three years three. in the like three years in the educational system, and then uh, yeah. So then, what's your outlook after that? Like, how, wh- what is your prospects of like? Are you looking at like s- like sticking around in Europe, or are you like planning to move to Canada, or it's like how how does this work over there? So for me, right now is I'm I'm trying to get. for for me the priority is to study okay, and get okay. the additional year get the additional uh, prospect mm-hmm. and the thing is that i've realized to 
that I need to benchmark or plan my timeline with a lot shorter duration because mm-hmm. for example two years ago nobody knew about covid i mean it just hit southeast asia and nobody thought it would affect the whole world mm-hmm. so i thought i'd be working in india even today but things have changed people have changed demands and priorities have evolved over the past 18 months and i think i would like to stay here but obviously once i start working like soon i'm going to start working because i've got all my documentation done in the right. netherlands mm-hmm. so i'm going to start applying for part time jobs and let's see how things go i'm taking it one year at a time right right no so, but because tomorrow you never know i mean yeah you never know what happens right no 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 from a legal point like from the like from the legal system like from that point of view uh mm-hmm. how does it work so, so i'll give you an example so you're in australia if i study for 2 years so that's being my masters degree i get a 2 mm-hmm. year post study visa like to continue working and then i need to like see another route of like uh okay so here yeah. yeah i understand that so here the minute you complete your degree yeah. you get one year which is called an orientation year to look for the job okay so you get your stay back after your education whether yeah. you've done a bachelor's or you've done a masters or a phd it all it's more or less the same you get one year to look for the job okay which is pretty much the case from what i gather for the most of europe okay so okay so in countries. that one year yeah. you get a job then yeah. and like like that is to secure your job but what about your visa the, does so then the company can up ex- keep extending your visa the company up. has to so the thing about uh, the thing here is for expats you the company has to apply so you get the work visa right Okay, so right. once you complete the graduation you have exactly one year to look for the job which okay. is called the orientation year once Understood. you get the job you need a contract from the company saying you're engaged because it's going to be an a visa application process so then you need to have your yeah. documentation in place yeah so your it is very so different. it needs to have a contract law yeah. binding contract so your it is very different here as long like i have a visa then the company is able to give me a contract right and and they cannot give me a contract and then get then i extend my okay, visa okay. i need to have a visa and then get a contract so it's uh, it's like the opposite oh, okay, i guess okay. yeah. so it's i think no, it's so like here, harder okay here it's it's the opposite actually so yeah. here you get the government hmm so i think it's easier for you get like i mean yeah tell me harder sense, uh, in the sense that like it's easier for you to get a job and then get that visa extended in in terms of that but it's obviously harder to get the job and here it is like i have the visa on hand and then i can get my job but then it's harder mm-hmm. to keep a job like uh, after my visa uh, absolutely then, yeah then you, i need to get sponsored by the company and then that's very subjective like from a company's point to get the job yeah cuz they need to provide yeah. more documentation to the government like basically what the company needs to secure or like on their hand is why they need to employ me and like why that like no other australian is able to replace the job that i do so there's like a little more documentation hurdle that the company would have to provide to the government here yeah but yeah keep leaving that aside like how is your like okay you yeah i completely understand i think that go ahead go ahead so right now i'm almost done with 2 months here in the netherlands yep and when i landed here it was a little different i mean like most countries if you come to europe everything is a lot more softer people are a lot more you would say people are a lot more a, a lot more aware of 
how they should behave. For example, when you enter a train, generally the trend is you don't really talk much because people are walking. So okay. as opposed to coming from India, you enter the train. I mean, getting into the train is a challenge. And once you're in it, mm-hmm. you're part of the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty different. I mean, the first thing I notice is people don't wear masks because 90% of the population is vaccinated. Okay. And they have only maybe a couple of thousand cases of COVID. Okay. And yeah, that that's how it is here. And uh, you got a bike, so you... The weather, obviously. How's the weather? Is different. I've got a cycle, yeah. You have to. Yeah, I know. The weather is great because when I landed, it was autumn. Yeah, and it was a high of 22 degrees and a low of 10 degrees okay. for that fortnight. Yep. And now we're transitioning from autumn into winter. Mm-hmm. So the day you get a high of 16, 17 degrees Celsius. Yep. And at night, like last night, it was 4 degrees Celsius. Okay, yeah. So you're, and you're currently living on campus, is it? So the only thing you need to watch out for is the rain because rain at 8 degrees Celsius, the wind chill is unimaginable, dude. I know what you're talking about. I, like, I, Melbourne is the same. Like we go down. Uh, so I'm living in the student housing, the dormitory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one kilometer from the campus. So you can just bike there, yeah? The institution, yeah. And so you're... Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, you're sure you're... Sorry? No, you said you were saying Melbourne is the same, where people travel. No, Melbourne is the same in terms of the weather. Like, yeah, it gets like... The winter gets like real cold. Uh, It gets down to... Like, sometimes it gets down to even negative ones in the mornings. Like, if you go out in the... And then you can easily... The dew that is on the grass and stuff is like already ice. Hmm. Like early mornings? Correct, I believe so. The, the southern hemisphere is the opposite, right? I mean, at this part of the year. So that I think that weather you're talking about, I probably expect in January. Yeah. And by the time it's Jan, but you're in Europe. Yeah, uh, you get like a. Melbourne gets, uh, like, you know, Australia gets real hot as well. So yeah, so in J- December, Jan, we'll probably be looking at 30s, 40s even. So yeah, it's like. Yeah, I mean, that's when the forest fires begin, right? Just around the Grand Slam. In yeah, 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 true. The forest fires, but I don't think like that's like, I mean, yeah, there would be some, but like, you know, like, I think j- the year before the pandemic hit, we had like a bad forest fire, like all around Australia. I think that would have taken Yeah, out, yeah, the like, wildfires were crazy. Yeah, so that would have taken out a lot of fauna. Yeah, 90% a lot of flora of the, and fauna. Yeah, would that would have taken out 90% of the dead, uh, I mean, the dried up. Uh, yeah. True, that true. Was left behind. So, so hopefully there won't be like as intense forest fires in these coming years for for some time at least. And then again, all of that would like dry up over over a period of time, and then there would be a massive forest fire thing going on. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like Hard control times, fires. Times. Yeah, control fires are like good way of like having the protected, the well protected ecosystem. But yeah. Yes, for sure. I mean, that's been done for centuries, dude. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So that being said, like you are living on campus, you're saying like, is this like a private room? Do you share a room? So I do. So initially they had most of the rooms in the dormitory as shared rooms, like in most hostels right. for students. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID, so they had the mandate from the government, no sharing rooms, obviously to reduce rate yep. of escalation of cases, keep ma- managing your six six feet apart, two meters, one meter distance, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I have my own room to myself. 
That's awesome, yeah. Uh, what what yeah. do you prefer? I know, like, I've lived, uh, I've lived here for a bit. I know, like, I've met, like, quite a few people. I know, like, people, there are cer- certain people, they, like, they can't live by themselves. And then, like, there's, like, someone like me, like, who, like, from the start itself, like, like I, I couldn't stand the sight, like, of living with someone. Like, I'd, like, probably, like, like living by myself. So, to be honest, uh, since we've always been so conditioned, oh, you're going to have a roommate and stuff. I thought, okay, I, I would look forward to a roommate. However, once I've landed, once you get used to the privacy, you prefer not to have anyone in your room. True. It, it's also the conditioning. Had I landed with someone in my room, adjustment would have been easy. I mean, it's not even an adjustment. It's a new experience. Right. But if I'm living now for two months alone, and if someone starts to come with their bed and join me, obviously the adjustment's going to be hard. <laughs> yep. So... And I then, guess that's how it boils down to. So I prefer the privacy, yeah. yeah. And then do you see yourself like leaving the campus like housing and like moving out like as well? Yes, I do see myself uh, two months from now. Mm-hmm. So when I landed here, I got into a four-month contract yep. with, the, with the campus. Mm-hmm. Basically, the landlord is a four-month contract. Understood, yeah. And they generally want you to leave because by then you've become a lot more independent. You have an awareness of where to look for real estate because housing is always the hardest part wherever you go. And it also gives the other students who are coming at the next intake a chance to live in this campus. Which I think is great because if I find a better deal, if I want to change my room, my housing, I can do that. And you have the freedom and the ability to. Right, nice, nice. And... uh how is uh, like have you started exploring that front like how what is the options outside and stuff like that so uh, i am going to start looking next week because okay. i just got done with my exam week so i really didn't focus on that but yeah so most likely i'm going to be asking someone yeah uh, from the dorm itself if they want to join me so we would have two rooms that's what i'm looking at so i don't like mind a, sharing a house like a two bedroom or an house. apartment a yeah a two bedroom house a two bedroom apartment so, so that's what I look at. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have your privacy in your room at the same time you're sharing it with someone yeah. so that there's no, there's some engagement. There's no feeling bored or, you know, you miss out yeah. on meeting people, right? True, true. That's plus, the whole point. Plus, I think you'll, uh, you'll save up on some front on in terms of cost as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, managing the utilities would be a lot more easier. Mm. And even maintaining a place because maintaining a home by yourself versus along with someone, if you gel with the person, it works out, right? Mm. Everything gets easier. Yeah. And then how's it been? And a little like, diversity is good. Yeah, how's it been making new friends and stuff? For, for me, it's been pretty good because we have 40 students living in the dormitory at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone's coming with an open mind and it's a place to socialize, right? If you don't meet someone today, you'll probably meet them over the next two days because you meet when you're having a drink, when you go for a smoke, when you're even making your food. It's a common kitchen. Okay. So okay. you're bound to bump into someone at some point of time every 48 hours. Right. Also, people go to work okay. and they study. So you kind of have shared experiences because everyone faces the same challenges and they look at the same positives as well. When you land, you know you don't know anyone. You don't know where to buy a local produce from. You don't know what brands of food you should buy because that really matters. Mm-hmm. It depends on wh- where you need to go, who you need to meet, 
So people are very helpful. And it's a mixed bunch here. People of various nationalities. So you de develop interesting perspectives. Yeah, true. I yeah, I know that experience. Like I had the similar experience. Yeah, it's it's good fun to learn like people's culture and like their mindset and like how they've been brought about and like you know, and in terms of food as well, like what kind of food they they have. Like yeah, it's good. That's been like. Yeah. Correct. And that's a good learning curve yeah and how's your lectures and stuff like that like do you like all online now like you had like all no in class classrooms uh, so so we have hybrid which is you if you can go to class you should go to class mm -hmm. however if you're if you have a little sickness you're feeling flu-like symptoms you stay at home and the same lecture is projected on zoom okay so we use my microsoft teams microsoft teams, so yeah. Yeah, so for practical purposes, yes, our classes are in room. Okay. However, if something happens, you can sit at home and watch it. And people prefer coming to class because it's engaging atmosphere again. Right, That's the whole right. point of learning, right? Yeah. Through experiences. Of course. So. Yeah, and and is are the class classes like recorded? Like, say you want to go back to it, like are they recorded as well? This academic year, they have stopped recording. Okay. They just project because they say earlier you couldn't because you had no option. People were living in different time zones because they couldn't travel due to Corona. Right, right. Now, if you can come to class and if you're participative, you're actually in the same city. It's just you're not in the classroom. So they don't feel the need to record anymore. Mm, okay, interesting. Because for yeah. me, like I had my lectures recorded. Like, so if, if like in most, like in most terms, if I didn't have want to uh, attend a class, I could like skip the class, like and then watch the lecture at my own convenience. Yeah. Uh, like say, if, because like uh, it's like at a master's level, there are people working and like you know managing the class. Got it. Well. Got it. So yeah, yeah, yeah so for yes. sure. So yeah, so we could watch the lectures at our own convenience, or we could uh, go to classes. But there is obviously practicals that were meant where we have to be like we had we needed a classroom where we are like needed a classroom settings to do some kind sure of sure even here when we have our vivas you have to be in class right so that's how it is but how's the experience of like uh writing uh what's it uh writing your assignments like you know doing research. oh yeah you following following the harvard academic uh, writing referencing style. guide yes yeah. it, it, at, at first it was pretty challenging because yep you don't know how to look for academic articles you don't know how to cross reference mm -hmm. you need to know what you find that's actually valuable to getting a higher grade as well as developing context mm -hmm. because you know conventionally traditionally in india we're so used to handwritten assignments and we copy paste the data because mm -hmm. we present what the author wants with our perspective however here we look at the author as a guide and we develop our own perspective and our own viewpoints. Right. And they, they encourage us because they say, you're never wrong. It, it matters that you have a point of view and you know how to articulate it right. in a manner that's authentic to you. True. Yep. And like, yeah, I find that still like really useful, like all that learning that we've done, like where we got to 
read like read 10 articles to write one right like or you're probably absolutely articles to write one and like getting ideas from a, like different art of course and different sources and yeah stuff. yeah so even even to this day like now it's been over a year that i finished studying but if i need like now recently i am going to be starting a new job but like uh, in a crypto related job but i need to learn some sort of uh, and so there are these new concepts in crypto that i need to learn about like what's nfts what are defis and what are daos and stuff like that i thought yes. like, okay i'm going to learn all this i'm going to be reading all these articles i think the best way for me to learn all of this is like if i can make a blog post out of it i like i'm Got doing it, correct. it anyways so might as well put a blog post out there like i can just post it at the if like someone wants to read it yeah it's there like they can use my point of view to develop their own learning so yeah that's what i was doing this morning actually uh, nice last night yeah this morning i put the one blog post out of like what are nfts basically yep yeah so yeah i feel like that's like a good way of learning i think i'm going to keep like keep it uh, keep it consistent like whenever i got new learn new stuff that's the go to thing that i i think i'm going to do oh, i i believe as long as you're passionate about it learning is a lot easier mm-hmm. sometimes you have to open your mind to concepts you never thought were fathomable at one point of time for example who knew that we could take pictures from a device that could fit in the palm of your hand right you know i mean now even phones are smaller than your wallets true that's yeah. how small they're getting yeah <laughs> and i think like yeah if you really want like we could probably like wear a phone on our wrist watch right like if if you want yeah yeah absolutely But, smart watches yeah so But exactly like but at the same time like there's like a need for having like a decent size screen as well like you know just just so that you can have like additional work done but yeah we are so dependent on our phones nowadays yep the dev- the device manages you that's actually an extension of your anatomy right so you have your heart you have your brain yep and you and you have a sixth finger on your right or left hand <laughs> <laughs> that's for managing messaging emails yeah. engagement i mean like, communication if you think about it like we are already symbiotic just that the phone is like on the external side but it's still part of you like you're still symbiotic in the sense we keep using our phones and like it's it probably has half the information like that we are using on a daily basis like we are getting feedback and like we are providing it feedback. yeah definitely i mean we're communicating on devices like that like i'm speaking to you via the phone right so that's how it is while it's actually smart enough to run the audio and microphone sound via software on a browser so it's a complicated process which is a lot faster quicker simpler now have you heard of the neural link that elon musk is working on yeah that's an integrated brain chip right 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 true hmm. so I've also heard that he plans on building the friendliest robot, the anti-Skynet. Uh yeah, yep, he does. There's there is a uh, one model that he announced, right? Like so that one. Yeah, th- yeah, I think it made the news 48 hours ago. So okay. No, I don't know what that one you're talking about, but I think there was a one that was announced like few months, I mean few weeks or at least a month ago where that one's going to be used in warehouse kind of operations like for physical okay. lifting and it, like all that yeah yeah probably i think it might be the same one for okay. all you know 
Yeah. Yeah, so maybe yeah. the launch is like coming soon. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. all part of the buzz. Yeah, right. Right. And then I don't know if you are aware of this one, but there's Singularity Net. So these guys are building another artificial intelligent robot. So that's like a next level thing that they are planning on doing, like where it's like studying human behavior and like it'll have a different sort of engagement. The one Elon Musk is working on has like a real world application where it's like going to be used in warehouse situations, like you know. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And the, then the artificial intelligent one is like a different kind of engagement that it's going to have with us. Damn. Yeah. Uh, coming back to like what you were studying, like what what field hmm. are you studying in? Like, uh, what, so right now I'm doing a uh, hospitality business. Okay. So that's my f- that's my uh, transition year that I'm doing. Okay. And post that, I aim to do a Masters of Arts and MA in a communication-based stream. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking at doing over the next couple of years. Nice. So essentially, building on the hospitality degree I earned in Bombay, mm-hmm. and adding the adding the business element to that, which I'm doing here, which is hospitality administration. Okay. Nice. Yeah. and then going into the communication focus which okay. is going to be my masters okay so what would be like a like what would be like a job in the future like once you're done with this that is like what sort of work would you be looking at doing so for me i think communication is going to be a field that keeps evolving because people are always talking to each other like you said we use devices instruments softwares to integrate and remain symbiotic so that's an evolving field yeah. and that's why i see myself somewhere in the future i'm going to be in a communications profile being a lead communicator for a specific medium that an organization wants to communicate via so probably hospitality since that's my core mm-hmm. because even hospitality has evolved for the past couple of years i mean experiences have changed so people so, need to know what need they need to do so yeah so no no like in a real world scenario like hmm. uh, say you would be in the terms of hospitality like is it like a just like i mean say it would be like a five star yeah probably hotel. so i'd okay. represent uh, i represent the marketing vertical for the hospitality brand okay understood now yeah in a nutshell yeah, yeah. understood yeah So you'd be looking at the public relations aspects of it, the marketing side of it, like creating new content. How like you're going to be engaging with customers, potential customers, so, all something on those lines, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'd be working with the digital marketing, the online presence, mm-hmm. which is on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, right, and uh, PR as well. So yeah. those are various components. and obviously then there's the sales and xyz aspects that need to be presented provided events which is a big which is a big honor for brands right because that's where people meet and greet and that's essentially what you want right someone to serve you food and beverage mm-hmm. so the entire communication aspect the representation that's what i'm looking at which is why i've come here as well because yep. the netherlands is quite famous for their high quality produce 
it's essentially a devi nation and okay. yep. the weather's great because yep. they're one of the countries that makes more money exporting their produce than they do from local consumption right 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 interesting so yeah, yeah that's how it is and it's pretty much a flat land mass okay. this country yep yep so they have a lot of farms i mean it's crazy just how you have robo vacuums yep. they've got robo harvesters here which basically cut the grass lawn mowers right. right so they put it in the center of the small plot of land that they've got yep and the minute the grass needs to be trimmed the lawn mower that shaped like the robo vacuum just goes around and trims it awesome, so yeah. advanced yeah that's nice uh, have you i think like I don't know uh, whether you've uh, seen something on those lines, but have you seen like what future farming is going to be looking like? Like uh, everything is going to be like automated. It's going to be like there'll be there'll be triggers made, right? Like so, it'll uh, so it's all going to be like studied by computers and stuff like that. They'll be monitoring the weather based on the weather. They'll be what uh, the fields will be watered and stuff like that. And also drones are going to be used to do like. lots of that kind of monitoring used to be lots of like irrigation and and just uh, yeah all this other stuff is going to be done through like you know digitalized uh, digitalized versions of it like the farmer doesn't need to be like in the field all the time he can be like on his computer and like managing all of this stuff have you seen something on those lines like yeah, they at university level or stuff stuff like that they have you have you like explored that Oh, so what I do know is there's a lot of backward integration from a technical aspect right now in farming, because they have a lot of greenhouse gas. I mean, a uh, greenhouses for the cattle here, okay. and because it traps the heat, right, and it helps helps in managing the energy expenditure as well. Solar farms here, yep. Windmill energy here, correct. So there would be traditional dairy farms here that. obviously use solar energy and wind energy so that's that's a big step because i have not seen farms in many parts of the world where they use they integrate both technologies because if they near a water body that's flowing like a canal so the water the water streams by it generates energy from the windmill right so you have windmills near the canals that's what generates energy then they have windmills on the land which also yeah. generates energy then you have solar panels so yeah. it's quite a bit and, and you yeah. have really big tractors here excavators for helping the farmers yep because it's quite mechanized yeah so and, and and it has to be mechanized in the sense like it's it's not like a country like india where there's like the population and there's like enough of labor and labor would be cheaper option compared to using uh mechanized options that's right? true yeah so yeah that that that's how it is so it's pretty interesting i've really not seen farmers on the farmland here <laughs> because they pretty much get everything done by the machine yeah that's that's nice uh and wh- what's like the native wildlife in uh, the netherlands like So I see a lot by native now. It's pretty different. Yep. So they've got a lot of monkeys here, oh, okay. which is interesting. There's a national forest nearby. So uh, what happens is, I I went to the local zoo here, yep. and they have a, a lot of a, a lot of monkeys, gorillas, 
chimpanzees, you know, a lot from the ape family. Okay. So that's some. Then also the dogs. I mean, just like how you have the Belgian Shepherd, German Shepherd. Mm -hmm. So you have a few Dutch breeds here as well. Okay. But what I like here is the birds here. The birds are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Very few birds here. Okay, few? Yeah, very few. Not, I don't see a lot of pigeons. I don't see a lot of crows. Okay. Not a lot of ravens. Okay. But different yeah. kind of birds. That's, that's yeah, different. I mean, obviously the native yeah. here. Right, right, right. But it's pretty different. Yeah, uh, and like, are there like, uh, how's that open forest where you go, like you can go for a hike and stuff like that? Have you like been around? I have been around, yes. They've got a lot of national parks here. Yeah. So you can just enter and walk past. Yeah. It's like a recreational area because the locals like to go on picnics. Right, right, right. So that's what they do. So, uh, so they go so on hikes. Yeah, and so on these hikes and in these national parks, is there's where you can see like these monkeys and stuff? Like they are just wild there? Oh, not really. So here it's very hard to come across any animal. I mean, oh, okay. I... Uh, yeah. yeah, because it's it's pretty scattered. I guess just like the human population is not as crowded, the animals aren't as well. Mm. So, I haven't gone deep into the forest because they're pretty large. Right, right, right. And, but I've not really seen all these animals outside the zoo area because the zoo is kind of like an open zoo. Yep. And it's actually the paths that are caged actually where most of the humans walk by. So, they've created a corridor. Understood. So the animals have freedom to move and the humans have their boundaries. Right, right, right. So in and around that area, yes, you will see the monkeys because it's kind of open. Mm -hmm. And they travel all around. But they would gravitate wherever the humans are because generally that's where the food is, that's where the water is. Understood, understood, yeah. For their meal times. Yep. Yeah, here it is like, uh, I mean... I do see like uh, some native possums that are like probably around. Okay, yeah. yeah they come off like uh, any, uh, especially towards the summer. You'll see, like, but especially mm -hmm. at nights though, you'll see them uh, like in a tree. Like that's that just on any other street. Like on every other street, I mean, you'd see one. There are fox that you would see at night as well, like on the streets okay. around. But this is like mm -hmm. on the streets and stuff like that. And then when you when you go a bit like out towards the outdoors, obviously there are the kangaroos and wallabies that you get to see around. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but there's no like you know like it, it, uh, you know me like I like going on like sometimes going on hikes and stuff like that. But there's no yeah like, for sure threat and like you know fear like of of there being a like wildlife as such because there's nothing that's going to actually come out come come here and attack you. Come to harm you. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think one of the Scary, uh, scariest animals would be the emus, but I haven't come across them yet, like in the wild. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. never knew. Yeah. Uh, y yes, like on those lines, uh, like I think it was somewhere in the 90s, uh, mid-90s, the Australian army had a war with the emus. Have you heard of this? No, I've not heard of it. It's called the emu wars, where like this, I think it was a rogue colonel or st stuff like that. Basically, the emus were damaging the crops. So oh, okay. they decided to go uh, go to a war with the emus. It's a funny story. It's like a funny Australian. I, I have I have to read it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, you can you probably sounds can watch. Uh, so, sounds uh, <laughs> sounds quite different. Yeah, you can probably watch one YouTube video on it. Uh, 
It was called the Emu Wars. Yeah, I think it went about like for a month or so, and then yeah, the army lost against the emus. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think each time they used to fire a shot, the emus were just gone. Like they disappeared, and then they catch them at some other point, and then they fire another shot, and the emus disappeared. <laughs> the funny one. Yeah, for sure, hilarious. So, how about? Uh, in terms of food like you've been cooking your own food you've been ordering out yeah so i i go to the local uh farmers market that happens every saturday here nice uh that's where i get my local produce from uh, which includes the fresh fruits vegetables mm-hmm. and uh, it's a nice place to meet people as well because you have people from various communities coming so we have students that live in their homes as well right they moved out right. so they come there to get their stuff as well and when you don't get stuff that you need from the farmers market you go to the local grocery store and having having access to high quality product is uh, easier when you're cooking because they're very specific they have a lot of ingredients yep that are great for cooking quickly so it's a breeze for me i don't spend more than half an hour cooking food per day which is fine Nice. Yeah. So, what's like a regular meal or like what's like a something that you're making during the So, day? I'm a fan of salmon. So, on average, I have Yeah, yeah. So, I I buy my local salmon. So, I I buy Norwegian salmon, which okay. is across the across the coast. Mhm. And I buy smoked salmon as well. Right. So, I have the normal fr- salmon once or twice a week and I'll have smoked salmon the third time. On other days I eat chicken. So it kind of balances out. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I make a salad or I bake a small dish or I fry the fish like kind of glaze it. Yeah. Make it yeah. with couscous. Nice. It's nice. an interesting combo. Avocados. And yeah, you've been uh, like trying to maintain a diet as well now then. Yeah, yeah, for sure because you need to moderate what you eat as well as how much you're buying right because sometimes you buy too much stuff and it doesn't last mm. so you buy smaller portions try to manage your meals so you need the balance of protein carbs fats at least to some extent you right. know right. because at the end there's no one to cook for you if you need something you have to get it done yourself True. and there's only so much you can eat from outside that's packaged because it always contains fat and salt and sugar mm-hmm. which is processed right so it's a better option and why not when everything is so close and accessible yep make the most of it what are you doing on the side netter you've been scraping something off no bro okay okay yeah so yeah, yeah i'm just sitting here yeah uh in terms of like like cooking oil like what what sort of oil you been using so i use uh, i use the sunflower oil really? for cooking most of my food yeah you get sunflower oil mm-hmm. and uh, i also use olive oil when i make my salads okay why not using the olive oil for cooking as well then oh uh, so most of the stuff that i use for example if i have to make a gravy It's mm-hmm. easier to cook with the regular sunflower oil because uh, you can heat it a lot, a lot faster, quicker, and it doesn't really get 
spoiled and lose its body whereas olive oil is a lot more sensitive right but so see, so so in terms of in a, from a health perspective sunflower hmm. oil and like other processed oil like vegetable oil and stuff like that they have a higher burn point so yeah it does cook a lot faster but then as soon as it hits that burn point you the the veggies or the meat you're cooking in it lose its nutrition its nutrient value goes down yeah that's correct that's yeah, correct yeah i need to explore some of that so then yeah i think i like i've given up like using any of those processed oils completely like i just stick mm-hmm. with olive oil or i i i i do i use hemp oil as well like oh nice yeah. i have to check out if they have hemp oil here yeah they would have they would have hemp oil yeah hemp oil yeah and, that yeah. that's interesting ghee i i don't know if you are, you get ghee there i have to i haven't found ghee yet yeah. but i think they do it's just have to find out what they call ghee here uh, so it will be called like cottage cheese clarified butter ah okay okay Yeah. Oh, so oh, it's similar to clarified butter where you are. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, also, you have to see if you have like I mean, in Australia, like over here in Melbourne, there are lots of they call them Indian stores. So we have like everything. yeah, yeah. So if you have come across like an Indian store. Yeah, we have a an Asian store here. Yeah. I need to check for ghee because I haven't really felt the need for using ghee, but I probably will. Yeah. So yeah, ghee is a good uh, good fat. I mean you could probably look at using that cutting down on the sunflower oil or any other Yeah I will for sure Yeah that's and a good idea In terms of like processed sugars yeah like don't look at using white sugar but look at getting like some brown sugar Yeah demerara correct brown sugar Yeah if at all Yeah I so like lately in my coffees I've I yeah I'm like lucky I I don't even think we used to get it back in Bombay easily I get powdered jaggery so that's what I use. Yeah yeah it gives a nice flavor as well like compared to sugar get powdered mm-hmm. and then uh yeah salt you get like a good unprocessed again let's say you get like rock salt or himalayan salt as well like so that's all like yeah yeah correct correct in terms of like staying healthy and then also like uh, i don't know i was talking to my, some other people about it as well like uh, do you, but do you like look at taking uh, some sorts of supplements and like you know just for your like like a supple, like a multivitamin or something like that have you looked at that no no i haven't really thought about it yeah. taking the supplements yeah like multivitamin i think yeah that's what like the pandemic coming around like there's lots of people looking like oh they need vitamin c and like vitamin d oh uh, i'm pretty much fine dude i haven't yeah, i haven't felt like i'm in a deficit of anything so yep. i probably might in winter because then you don't have enough sunlight exactly yeah so i probably would need that mhm Yeah and I think like a general omega 3 I think that's like a go to for me as well like it's been for a while mm-hmm. but you have, you've been eating it you have someone come over uh, Hello Yeah you want to get your dose Yeah Yeah just yeah Yeah bro sorry about that Yeah yeah, yeah so oh uh, that's what I'm looking at so you're right I will actually start looking at the more healthier options in the indian store as well probably for the ghee that would be the easiest thing yeah that's yeah that's something easy i think that's quick as well get a nice glaze and the fish as well yeah yeah i mean if you, and yeah i was talking about omega 3 yeah but if you're eating so much of salmon i don't see the need that you would need an extra salmon. yeah because the fish oil is kind of healthy right right and the salmon has like good amounts of 3 6 and 9 and yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you've been like, do you uh, like, do you have time to work out and stuff like that? Or been busy with uni? So I've been busy with the work and stuff. I mean, for my assignments, studying, yeah. and uh, the good part is wherever you move here, you take your cycle. So you have that, uh, you have that uh, exposure, yep, yep. and you have the exercise. So the blood rush is good. I mean. Yeah, yeah, the blood. Yeah, true. That's good. Cool, Nato. It's been a yeah. good chat. We'll talk soon. Yeah, it's been a good chat with you too. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Look forward. Hope it's been a valuable conversation. Nice hearing from you from a long time as well. True. All in different parts of the world. Oh <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, down the line, I don't know. Once we uh, like, once I get some more people on here and like uh, some of, we can probably look at doing like a group chat or something like that. Let's see how things go. It'll be fun. Yeah, to I look forward to it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Some banter that time. Let's see. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Look forward to that. Why wouldn't? <laughs> cool. We'll talk soon, yeah? Perfect, bro. Yeah. yeah. See you. Yeah, cheers, bro. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. See you in the next one.